Hello everyone, I'm back, it's Evie Vasquez, and welcome back to The Corner, um, where I discuss my mental health and how it affects my life. Um, in this episode, I wanted to talk about a uh, past experience I had, and what I want to tell people when, um, I've never been asked this, but I know some people have asked some other people, like, how do you react when someone has a panic attack? Like, health professionals probably, right? I mean, I'm just spitballing there, but one would assume that they would care about that, but whatever. Um, so this is my my experience of how not to react when one has a panic attack. And it wasn't uh, a stranger. It wasn't a health professional. It wasn't like a friend. It wasn't, it was my mom, how she reacted. Um, so if you've had this same reaction, you are not alone. You are not a unicorn. I've had this happen to me too. And... I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, needless to say, I have had social phobia probably my whole life. I'm not really into the whole people thing. Um, I love being able to be at home and not see anyone besides my husband. And, like, I don't do that because... I'm trying to be spiteful and not see people and blah, blah, blah. No, it's just I genuinely am a lot happier doing that. And it's difficult for me to push myself out there and be around people for a long period of time. And by, like, long period of time, I'm meaning, like, five to like five hours I'm starting to get antsy to like go away so like you can imagine how school was for me um (laughs) it was terrible like after lunch I remember always wondering like why do we even have to have lunch why can't we just skip lunch skip all the stupid breaks and just power through and get the hell out of here sooner like that was my thing because like the breaks were hell and like I didn't talk to anyone really Um, And I never really had a friend group. I kind of just bumped along here and there between people. But anyways, that's getting off topic. Needless to say, I'm I'm not into the people thing. But I am trying to work on that. And that is no exception when it comes to jobs. Most of my jobs have ended with me having a panic attack and then running away. And disappearing, essentially. Because I get embarrassed and ashamed and I, it's hard for me to ask for help. And it's something I am currently working on with my therapist. So, if it gets, you know, hopefully it will get better in the future. But it's going to take time for me to get better at, at that. Because it's been an issue I've had all of my life. Anyways, so because of that, I because I get exhausted interacting with people and I w- 
apparently I've had OCD for probably most of my life, according to my therapist. And I didn't know that until this year, like a couple months ago. So I was dealing with undiagnosed OCD. Um, I wasn't talking to a therapist at that time. I didn't have any friends. I believe, yeah, I had just graduated high school. And I was increasingly getting depressed. Or was it before I graduated? I can't remember. I can't remember. All I know is I was still living at home. And I was exceptionally, I was incredibly depressed. And my depression is, I get very tired. I get very sluggish. I don't talk a lot. I... It's hard for me to want to do anything. Like showering can sometimes be an issue. Um, like I will have to literally force myself to shower or eat. And it was like, it's better now, but back then it, it's way worse. And at that time, I didn't have any like support systems to really talk to anyone about anything. So I felt very alone. And I was internalizing everything. Because I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't have a therapist at that point. So anytime I messed up or anytime someone else got angry at me or whatever, I would take that incredibly hard. And it would make me spiral into like suicide ideation. Um, and during this time, it was happening and this, mind you, wasn't my first panic attack. Like, I've had panic attacks since mm, maybe fourth grade, fifth grade, somewhere. You know, so I've I've had them. I've had them for quite some time. I'm 25 now, so I, I've had them for over 10 years. But it's incredibly interesting when someone close to you reacts in like the most unsupportive like way possible and I was young too like I was I was either seven I was between the age of like 17 to 19 I had to be between that I don't I don't remember the exact age I was but I was still living at home and I was going through a really rough period and I remember I did not want to go to work that morning my mom and I were working at the same place and to save gas we we drove together because at this time I don't believe I had my yeah I didn't have my a car yet so but I was trying to like get one or I was trying to save for one or, or whatever right so we figured hey let's save gas we'll ride together blah 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 and the fact that I had like gotten up gotten dressed made it to the car was a feat in and of itself because I remember feeling fucking exhausted. I wanted to crawl back into bed. I just, I didn't want to exist. I didn't want to live. I didn't want to exist at that time. And I sure as shit did not want to be going on a 45 minute drive to a job where I had to spend the day, you know, doing a job that I, that I hated, which granted, we've all probably done jobs that we hated, right? Like, you do what you gotta do to make ends meet. And I'm not saying to not work just because you don't like it, obviously. 
But when you're suicidal, it makes it a little bit more difficult because it's it's not like, oh, I hate I hate this job, but at least it'll come to an end. It's like, no, you're 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 problem solving and your ability to think clearly is a little warped. My ability to think clearly was warped at that time. So I remember we got into the car and we were driving down the road and I started crying and I started having a panic attack because I just, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't do it. I couldn't go there. I couldn't go to work. I would have rather crashed into a tree than going to work that day, genuinely. Like, it's hard to put put that into words, I guess, in another, in like another side type of thing. What it can actually, what, like what it can feel like to be that depressed. Because at that point, you like nothing really matters. And like at that point, I, I needed someone to like say, hey, let's get some help for you. And no, no one did that. No one was doing that. I had to do that myself. I was the one who found my... You know what? Yeah, it had to be at 17 because that's when I found my first therapist, I believe. Yeah. So we're, do- we're driving down the road. I'm starting to... When I have a panic attack, I, I tend to get very sweaty. I tend to feel very claustrophobic. And I feel like I can't breathe. And my head starts pounding like crazy. And I start freaking out and hyperventilating and all of that. So I was I was starting to do that. And I'm like, look, you need to pull over. You need to pull over. And I remember my mother distinctly saying, no, no, no. Like, you'll be fine. We're, we'll be late. We'll be late for, for work. And she was always a, a stickler about being on time to her job nothing else really but her job she's very good at being on time Uh, I don't know if that's changed I haven't talked to her in a a while but for for job she's always been on time for that and if she doesn't get there on time she gets very she got very she would get very angry and irate because you know it makes it makes her look bad (laughs) um to the employer right And, and Obviously, like, and I'm not saying that, oh, you should be late all the time. No, not not at all. But if, like, there's an emergency uh, with your kid, I think pulling over, if they're begging you to pull over, sobbing because they are, like, claustrophobic and they're about to pass out, and, like, you say, no, we're going to be late. Really? And, like, that, that was the response. And then I got even more angry and I just screamed, pull the fuck over. I'm not fucking going in. Pull over. And we got to the end of the road. She turned to the left because it was a left that we needed to go to. And I tried, I went to call, I called my dad at the time he was sleeping. And she was just saying how we're gonna be late we're gonna be late what's wrong with you what are you doing like you're fine now calm down blah 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 
like just being like the absolute worst support system like you could fucking imagine like you know i mean there's worse there's worse i guess but you know pretty shit response in my opinion uh like literally what not to do when your child has a panic attack uh act like a dick maybe uh maybe don't do that uh but she was worried about getting to work on time not concerned at all with the fact that i'm like about to pass out having a panic attack sweating and my shirt is soaked but worried that she's going to be late because her um you know reputation is so important um everywhere you know and that's more important than me having a panic attack at that time but slight shade but whatever it's the truth i'm not lying uh (laughs) so i remember having to call like i think she called and then i called it like took like two three times and she's like i'm gonna leave you on the side here and mind you we were first shift and our start time was at like five five thirty and it's pitch black and she wants to leave me on the side of the road in the country at like four in the morning in the middle of like nowhere like yes we live like you know 10 minutes down but like all of our life we've been told hey that creepy person lives there that creepy person lives there you don't want to walk past them because they might catch you you know so like when you're told that and you have horrific anxiety and you want to die anyways and you're having a panic attack and you're you're literally losing your mind and then you're told hey you're gonna stand out here by the sign and wait for your dad to come get you um (laughs) you know i just yeah anyways my dad came he he picked me up she left she went on her merry way she was yes she was angry for the rest of the day about it and she let me know when she got home that she was still angry about it because she got there a little late and she had to explain that it was her daughter's fault that she was late you know uh because god forbid there's an emergency and you know you can't inconvenience someone um with a panic attack you know god forbid right that's sarcasm everyone like and i don't even yeah my dad wasn't even really supportive he like picked me up and he was like you know it's it's not gonna make you look good by missing and i'm like i don't fucking care because again at this point i was pretty close to wanting to die like i wanted to die like i wasn't to the point of getting the um how do i put that lightly i i wasn't i wasn't fully i was only about 15 to 25 percent on the way i'll put it that way i wasn't completely there yet but i was getting there so it was a garbage experience and thankfully thankfully i've never had that happen to me again i yeah i don't know i don't know because i was i the reason why i wanted to bring this up too was because my episode called why i don't talk about you has actually been getting quite a bit of listens 
and thank you for that, by the way. I'm shocked, actually, that people are actually listening to it. That's crazy to me. Um, so I guess I wanted to give a little story, one of the many, as to maybe why, you know. Like, this is one of the experiences that led me to that decision, you know? There are many more experiences that led me to cutting them off, but that was one of the experiences. That's like you're just so completely unsupportive that it's shocking. And like, you say that you care, you say that you care, but... Saying and acting are two different things. Two different things. Because you can say all day that, you, that you're that you sorry and that you care and that you want to do better. But if you still are acting like the, the previous version, then like your words really don't mean shit, do they? Because you, you aren't following through with anything. Like nothing. So, um... Yeah, that that's kind of, I think some some people think that once you get the title of parent or mother, you're automatically like God's gift. And I don't know if she, if my mom thinks that, um, that it's kind of like just like an achievement that you take off. Uh, like, oh, okay, made it part of, you know, like Monopoly in a way. But I don't know. If you're going to have kids and... You don't care about their them having a uh, panic attack. Maybe that says something about you and that you shouldn't have them. And it's it's better to admit that you don't want to deal with that than faking that you are okay with dealing with that and then not, you know, stepping up to the plate. Because at least, at least the first version, you're being honest. You're being honest with everyone around you, and you're being honest with yourself. You know? But, anyways, that was another side tangent. Sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is a long episode. I did not mean to make it this long, but it is what it is. I, I missed a couple weeks there. I went, went on vacation with my husband, and we had a, we had a good time and whatever. So, but the fact that some people are actually listening to this is shocking. Oh my god. So, that's interesting. So, anyways, if you've had that experience too, I'm with you, you know? Some some moms are are some moms are just a little, you know, fruit loop. Uh, no, not fruit loopy. Well, I guess I yeah, you know, yeah. They're just a little They're just a little you know. Yeah. Anyways, bye.